The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat mending their nets. Then he called them, so they left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping it's it's not uh, simply a, a matter of self-indulgence, right? We ha- we have these um, on my part. We we have these. Uh, the scriptures speak very clearly and quite loudly about repentance. Yeah, so I don't want this to be a ma- like I said a matter of self-indulgence. But I have to say, we've got it. We look a little bit at uh, the the uh, the book of the prophet Jonah, mainly because it's my favorite. You know, it's my favorite book of the <laughs> of the Bible. <laughs> it's a, we we miss like almost all of the story. In, the, in that retelling, that, um, that first reading, you know, we, we hear that uh, Jonah is making his way uh, through Nineveh, and they repent at his word, yeah? There's so much more to the story, right? Jonah is the one who's in the, in the belly of the whale, right? The, you, know, you know this story from Sunday school. So uh, the idea is that Jonah is called to go with this message of repentance to Nineveh. He does, he does not want to go, and he does everything at least in his conceiving, he does everything in his power to not go. Why does he not want to go? Because he's afraid that the Ninevites will hear the word that he's preaching and repent. And he would prefer for God to wipe them out than for them to repent and he show them mercy. Yeah? Anyway, you have to go back and read it. So, <laughs> I'm getting like, we didn't hear that in Sunday school. <laughs> you know, it's like, Jonah is like an angry man, you know, like all the way, all the way to the all the way to the end. Uh, the remarkable thing is that we have the book at all, and that suggests actually that there's repentance on Jonah's part. So it's actually right the the meta narrative that even that speaks more clearly even than the narrative of uh, God's repentance because we could, like I could say the the miracle. I don't know, in miracle, like the great work of God that is performed by Jonah's preaching the word, reluctant though he was, yeah, uh, the transformation of the Ninevites in repentance, right, to turn to God and determine to go his way, that is perhaps a smaller feat than the turning of the heart of Jonah. And Jonah's heart eventually is turned to the mercy of God. He's been a, he's been a vehicle, he's been a reluctant or, um, say, oppositional vehicle of God's mercy, but now recognizing himself as such, he can tell the story, what great, what great story it is. Okay, so anyway. And then we, I don't know, we have this passage, of course, also from, uh, from St. Paul, the world in its present form is passing away. Okay, that's great. That's a great lead-in for us because the reality and, and the, the, the gospel that we encounter, that we read today, and the gospel proclamation that Jesus is making is that God is doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing, and he's on the move to call people into that new thing that he is doing. So yeah, the world, say, the world, as St. Paul says, in its present form is passing away. 
the world that rumbles on, on the steam of pride and retribution, is passing away. The world, the new thing that God is doing, the world that he is bringing into existence, lives, in the, lives by the power of self-giving love. And, it will and it's going to transform everything, right? And the power of self-giving love is going to transform everything. But how does that happen? Right, we see, again, this is the story. We're right at the beginning of the Gospel of Mark. We're still in the first chapter, and it seems like everything's happening all of a sudden, right? This is the way that Mark, tell, Mark recounts the, the story. Already, John's been arrested. Now Jesus is going out proclaiming. It's all just very, it's all unfolding very quickly. But the reality of it is that Mark is telling the story, just like every other gospel author is telling the story, of how God becomes king. So God is doing something new. The kingdom of God is at hand. God is coming into his kingdom. God is giving life to this kingdom work of his that's happening, say, in and as, and then through Christ Jesus, the king of the movement, yeah? The, the, the one at the head of the renewal movement, the renewal of Israel movement, that will then bring restoration to the entire world. So this, this is the story. This is very strange, can I say? Like, I'm not sure that if any of us, we were to say, okay, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, I'm gonna start um, growing a movement towards my enthronement as king, right? King of all peoples, right? Maybe you just don't have the same ambitions that I have. You know what I'm saying? Like, we recognize, like, I can hardly be the king of my own life. I don't want to be king of any, anything else, actually. Okay, but if we, were, if we were to imagine that we had the ambition to be king of anything, is this really the way that we go about it, right? Jesus is the message of repentance. Now, this, that's significant, right? Because it's like, Give up the ambitions and the agendas of the day and go God's way. God is doing something new. You're being called to participate in it. In fact, we pray that all the time. Right? We pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? We're saying to God, to God. So we recognize, actually, you know, we are actually trying to be the kings at least of our own lives, the, the captains of our own souls. Right? We, we want to make our own course, chart our own course. But here, we recognize in the praying of the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We're giving ourselves totally to God and his purposes, perhaps even or especially where uh, giving ourselves over to, to his way and his will uh, is, runs counter to what I would otherwise choose for myself. That's the abandoning of the nets and following Jesus, right? It's the primacy of the call is to say when God calls, we go. It's, it's really that simple. And, and nothing ought to prevent us from doing so, and anything that would otherwise prevent us from doing so, we have to leave. Even if here it's representative of livelihood and family, which may or may not upset us. I don't, I don't know. We all have a different, you know, different experience of both livelihood and family. So, but this is it, right? When the call of Christ comes, we go. It's, it's that significant. God is doing something new, and he's calling us into it. God, God is becoming king, yeah? So, in and as Jesus of Nazareth, God is becoming king, and this is the way that he's going about building his kingdom, making his kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. He's calling us to follow him in faith, and to follow him faithfully. Yeah, to follow him faithfully, which means, of course, that we have to, we have to go when he calls. We have, to, we have to spend time with him to learn, you know, what it is, how it is he's calling us, and we have to anticipate what his way is, so that you know, we go out, when we head out, we head out in the right direction, right? We're heading out with him. 
And as I said, as we get from St. Paul, the world in its present form is passing away, right? The, the world that's, that, that is stuck in pride and retribution as the, as the energy that, that moves it along, or yeah, even though it's so regressive, right? But it, but it moves it along. It continues to rumble on. Jesus, in the midst of that, is doing something new. And he's doing it in you, and he's doing it through you. That's how his kingdom is coming. So we say, look around and say, oh, you know, really, what is God doing? I mean, what is, what is this kingdom? Well, the kingdom is taking root in you and is, is working out all its repercussions through you. That's, it, is it sad? Is that sad? <laughs> yeah, it's like, could have chosen someone else, you know? Like, it might, that might have been a better idea, you know? No, but that's the reality. This, he chosen us. I mean, he chose fishermen to, pro- to proclaim the gospel of God. He chose fishermen to do that. He didn't go, there, were, there were centers of real study, mainly in Jerusalem, some on the, outs- some on the outskirts of, of Jerusalem, right? some in, in the countryside and the, and the rest. But there were centers of study. There were rabbis. There were great and learned people at that time. He didn't choose them. He chose fishermen. He chose guys who work with their hands. Okay, so you know, he, he's choosing those who, who are eager to trust and follow him. He's chosen us. And then, then it's ours to trust and follow him. Trust and follow him into the fullness of life. That is a participation in God's own life of love. And as God is showing us mercy now, he's showing us mercy, you know, in advance of our repenting. But as he shows us mercy, we repent by giving up everything that doesn't conduce to the call and fixing our hearts and our minds on Jesus. Yeah? And as we fix our hearts and our minds on Jesus, who is mercy in the flesh, we become ever more merciful ourselves, right? Not reluctant or oppositional like Jonah, but we eagerly embrace the mercy of God to become vehicles of, of his mercy. And then bringing his mercy to life in the world is, is what, say, brings about his kingdom. It's what, it's what transforms the world, puts, puts the, the old ways in the rearview mirror and, uh, and, and sets off in haste uh, toward uh, the, glory, the glorious kingdom of, of God and the renewal of the entire world. So we've, and that's exactly then, my friends, what we've been called into. I mean, the calling is, is high and lofty, right? But it takes root in everything we think and say and do that conduces to the call of Christ, right? It, it, takes, it takes root in, in every act that we, that we give ourselves to, every, in, every endeavor, every human activity that is motivated and inspired and sustained by self-giving love. And so we give ourselves over to God and, and, and his way today, knowing that he's going to give us the strength we need to sustain us in the task.